0: Stop by for a wee natter with Jenny and Mark Steele. Ho, ho, ho! On Bow Radio. Indeed it is a wee natter. I'm Mark Steele and across the table from me is... It's Jenny Steele and I'm loving it we're hearing our Christmas jingles. You're getting all festive. Yeah. It's time to get to you, isn't it? Mm. We're at a point where I think we're about four weeks out from Christmas now. Yeah, we are. And you can... you're not allowed into the Christmas cupboard yet.
1: Uh, no, not yet. No, I'm still building
0: it. The, the Christmas cupboard is no, no touchy till Christmas Day usually. Mm. And, and uh, you know exactly what cupboard I'm on about, dear listener, because you've got one of those cupboards in your house as well, <laughs> um, where you're just not allowed to touch any of the food in it. It's for Christmas. Mm, for Christmas. And then you get to Christmas and there's so much food in it that you can't, you can't eat it all in one go. It's oh, no. not going to happen. <laughs> so it keeps you going until about mid-February. So you're not allowed to touch it in the build-up, but you can touch it for months afterwards. it should be like a Christmas-ish cupboard. (laughs) Yeah, and while we're on the topic of Christmas, Mm. we are joining you on the week that Lad Baby have announced, big drum roll, there will be no sausage roll song this year, Hey, which means there is a gap in the market, dear listener, and uh, I've got a steak bake. And a Casio keyboard <laughs> yeah. with demo mode. I got one of the fancy ones. So a Wee Natter is going to go for Christmas number one. Ooh. And we're going to do it by keep playing it over and over on bow radio so everyone buys it. How does <laughs> that sound Is a Fabulous. Pan. Yes, and it's slightly less fanciful. The postback has arrived because last week we learned that there is a new minister mm. in the government, a minister for common sense. Yeah. And we asked if Esther McVeigh called you up, you know. Uh, she's got a few of her own ideas, but she's looking for a few more about uncommon common sense. You know, the sort of tips that you go... Yeah, yeah, you'll never learn it by yourself. Here's the little tip. That sort of common sense we're talking about here. Uh, a few of you been in touch, uh, starting with Louise Malson. There's a fancy name.
1: I think that's how you pronounce it. If you're
0: listening, Louise, let us know. And I'm probably going to get in trouble, so I'm going to apologise for that one. <laughs> uh, but if you use cash, then while in the supermarket, make sure you've got enough cash to pay for your purchases at the checkout. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I sort of see where you're coming from, but it does remind me of an old trick going back to the days when I was a student. And I'm not sure if you'd be sharing this trick, because it is proper trick and treat. I don't know if it works anymore. Mm. But it was in the early days of uh, card transactions, contactless cards and things like that, And anything under five quid would get approved without doing all the checks in the background. Ah. It it was only about once a day they would synchronise the information. Mm. So if your purchases were below five pounds, you could spend money on the supermarket to get food that you needed that day Mm. before the the bank cut you off. That's really good. Although you end up with a bigger overdraft bill. So it was one of those things where it it didn't always work out brilliant. Mm. I've just noticed we're getting attacked by the beeps. We are,
1: we are. I've got a beep in the studio tonight. It seems to have kicked up a notch.
0: Well, if we suddenly go off air... <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you, you'll, you'll figure it out and just send the emergency services. <laughs> uh, also been in touch, Sam Killip saying, very much enjoyed the light we natter. Uh, I would say my bit of uncommon common sense would be, don't overplan. There's a quote in the book called Creativity Inc. which says, overplanners take longer to fail. I think a level of spontaneity is nice and healthy rather than doing everything 100% structured. I do look structured in the routine myself, but at times I do go to flow a bit and experience the peaks and valleys in my life as well. That's basically just describing my career today. I I work with people who try and plan things to the nth degree. Mm. That's what they do. They go, we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, and it's going to take this amount of time. It's going to be amazing. And my entire job for the last, well, almost 20 years has been to turn up and go, yeah, th- th- if that doesn't work out, here's what we can do X, Y, and Z. It's making that stuff up on the fly when things are going to blow up. A bit like that beeping noise is suggesting we're going to blow up very soon. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end badly. It'll just be suddenly, uh, uh, uh-oh, and then... The the feed will get cut off. You won't hear Bull radio anymore. (laughs) Anyone be in
1: touch with you, Jenny? Yeah, I've had uh, Age Roberts. So Age has actually said it's a great question. Mm. And the answer is one that I give to the young'uns of the world. Never get a job where you've got to wear a hat or a name badge, as that usually means you're working with the public. Have a wonderful day. Oh,
0: I, <laughs> to, talking about uniforms, I, I worked for, I think it was an IT department at a university. Mm. And they suddenly got this bright idea that they want to be more helpful and take more boxes. So we were going to give us uniforms. So when we are out and about, students and staff would stop us and we wouldn't be able to go and, you know, buy our lunch without getting hassled. Mm. That's what they were aiming for. I call it customer service but that, you know that's how we were interpreting it and they were on board with this idea until we started pitching and here's a little trick if they start doing this to you dear listener, and we started pitching shell suits branded shell suits Ah. in the 2010s. So you can imagine how this went down. And when they start, when they saw that we were going to break all the brand guidelines, suddenly they weren't so interested. Yes. You know, especially if it's on a proper brightly coloured shell suit as well. Mm. I don't think they were up for it at that point.
1: I don't think they were. I've had another one from Louise Mallinson. Oh, aye. Um She's basically said, check before you leave the multi-storey car park to see which level you've parked your car on. I've done that so many times.
0: And if you've got a smartphone, extra tip, take a picture of it. Yeah. I did that at Manchester Airport and we still had a grumpy bus driver that took us to the wrong stuff. We
1: did. Um And Janet Roberts, my advice is to slow down as you get older but make sure you fulfil your bucket list before it's too late.
0: There, there is a cheery thought to end on there. Enjoy yourself. Slow down. Yeah. But get it done before you die and the darkness takes over and it's all ending. There will be nothingness. Get it done. Get it sorted. Sorted. Sylvia Goddard has been in touch for a Premier Inn in Essex, which is now part of Sherwood. Yeah. In, case, in case you didn't realise that, because this is Bo Radio, the voice for Sherwood, we have extended Sherwood out to include a Premier Inn in Essex. <laughs> yeah. We aren't touching the rest of Essex, just a Premier Inn. Um, and she's saying hello and good to be back and hearing you. Yeah, glad to have you on board as well. And we have learnt, mm. because you made an assumption last week. Yeah. We, we assumed that she was working there. No,
1: no, no. You you did, Mark. You did.
0: <laughs> fine. I will own it. I made the assumption she was working there. Turns out it's not. It's something to do with university. Mm. So there you go. We we know as much detail of the story as we need to know. There. Yeah. I'm glad to have you on board, Sylvia. And uh, on a slightly different note, mm-hmm. and talking of mistakes that I make, I made the mistake of going to the gym the other day.
1: All Right. right?
0: I was feeling a bit peaky, Mm. but I went anyway. It could have ended a lot worse. That's all I'm saying, you know. You ever heard of the term runner's trots before? Yes, I have. I'm sorry I'm sorry to bring the show down into oh, the gutter
1: like
0: the <laughs> I'm sorry to bring it down into the gutter before we even started, but it could have ended up there. thankfully, it didn't happen mm. which we, we stayed above that point. <laughs> uh, but that's one way to terminate your gym contract, isn't it? it? Is,
1: yeah,
0: just just turn up and make an, a complete mess of the place. No, 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 don't imagine it. don't imagine it. Uh, but gym or exercise in general, mm. right? is it something that you enjoy, Jenny? Ah
1: uh, no, the gym. Anything like that is not for me. I don't want to do something that I don't feel happy doing because I know I won't keep it up. So for me, it's got to be fun, like glow beats, club aside, zumba, that sort of thing.
0: But when you're doing these, do you both love it and hate it at the same time?
1: Uh, Not those, no. I did a legs, tons and bums one. I hated that.
0: (laughs) Because I find with the gym that... I love the act, the act of having done it mm. and being on the other side. There's that feel-good element. Mm. But I hate the doing it bit of it. Yeah. You know, the actual getting out to go element. Yeah. It, it, it's a bit like taking yourself out for a jog in a storm. But you feel so alive at the other side of it. You don't want to go out because it's cold, it's dark, it's wet. But when you've done it. Oh, you you feel mm. so alive. Mm. If you've run... A, running in a thunderstorm, especially if you get into the beat with a claps of the thunder... It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it, it, you do feel properly alive. But again... There's that hate bit before you go and do it. you just, no, mm, I don't want to do it. Mm. You know? Is there anything like that for you at all in your life then, where you both love it and hate it at the same time? Oh, cho- I've got to say, chocolate again, isn't it? I love eating it, then hate it afterwards,
1: because I think, well, that's done my diet good, does not it? Oh. oh calories.
0: Oh, if you're, if you're talking about empty calories, social media is one of the ones that I both love and hate at the same time. It's, it's such a hit of happiness, mm. but there's so much doom when you're scrolling through it as well. It's like, oh my God, the world is falling apart. What's going on here?
1: Or when you think you've got a really good post and it's really positive and then somebody brings you down with a negative comment and you think, oh, oh, okay then.
0: But at the same time, you can't put it down and not scroll through pictures of cats.
1: Well, that's it, isn't
0: it? And stories stories of how the world sucks at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to open this up to you, dear listener. What do you both love and hate at the same time? so I'm not talking about the Death Leopard song here (laughs) when love and hate collide but there are things in your life that you both love it and hate it simultaneously do get in touch Tinchy Strider and Tyle Cruz take me back. Country roads, West Virginia. No, it's a completely different song. It's a wee natter. It is Bo Radio and a little piece of local information about Tinchy Strider. Mm. Apparently he was at the Christmas light switch on in Mansfield earlier today. It was, that's why we thought we'd give him a spin, didn't we? Is, is that what is that what encouraged you to be yeah, Tinchy Strider yeah. today? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would have been blown away to see him. He'd probably be the most famous person I'd ever seen at that point. Oh, me too, actually, I think. The, the only band that I've really worked with, mm. um, you know, face-to-face, was a, a band called The Wanted. Which you probably don't even remember, dear listener. You're probably not even aware of them, um, but they they came to work. They came to the studio I worked at, and I was I was I was just a techie. I was just running cables and plugging things in and all that kind of stuff. And I'm finished setting up for this interview that somebody's going to be doing with the band. And there's this young kid that's come into the room. Right. Mm. Uh, it, it's a sort of business where you get a lot of interns and work experience and things like that. So I went up to this kid and I said, "Oh, you, you're looking forward to meeting the band." It, it turns out it was the lead singer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, Would you look about fifteen, or
0: probably was fifteen. <laughs> he was quite young, and I, mm. I didn't recognise him. Um, and we were talking about things that you love and hate at the same time. Mm. And one of those things that happened to me, uh, or, or one of those things that you know I, is in that category for me, is American TV series. Oh yeah. Which Jenny apparently has found a new one. Have you?
1: Uh, I what was it called? I can't think what it was called now. It's
0: something about a plane crash. It's feeling very much like Lost. Yes, yeah. But a more modern take on it. That, that's the sort of world it was going down. It's not the first one that, for me, you just give up on. It was
1: recommended. It's one of those recommendations on a mm. certain channel sort of thing. This is what everybody's watching now. And it turns out, when we checked, it got about 20, 20 series or something. I don't know, or...
0: Yeah, I, I can't, I can't do it This is the thing about American TV series They're too long, there's mm. too many episodes I get why they do it But I have given up on things like Lost, Mr. Robot, Community I, I just, I watch one or two And it seems like a good show, doesn't it?
1: It really did sound interesting, but if it's going to drag on and on and on and on and on, I can't cope with it. I lose interest, so I'll either just skip to the very last episode, which is a bit of a rubbish thing to do, really. But I just get bored thinking, is that ever going to sort itself out? Is she ever going to do that? Is he ever going to do that? What's going to happen? I can't wait 20 series to find out.
0: Well, that's it. You find out it's eight series of 20 episodes and you're just like, that's too much stamina.
1: Yeah.
0: You're here to watch telly. You're here to enjoy it. You're not there to, you know, study it in complete detail. Mm. It's why I never got into Breaking Bad because these American TV series feel too much like meetings at work where you are expected to remember random minutiae that end up being critical 10 years down the line. Yeah. And this has given me a new business idea, dear Mm -mm. listener, right? What it is, it's a service where you pay me to watch TV series on your behalf So you don't have to
1: What and you just give like the bite size chunks of it Exactly I'll give yeah.
0: you a bite size rundown On each episode and we'll do it through a Ten quid a minute phone line where yeah. I read, read the, You know it stops us out Very slowly it'll make us what Three quid or something like yeah. that in case you didn't know, mm. Edwin Stowe and Allerton had their Christmas events this week. They did. Uh, I happened to attend the Edwin Stowe one, which I think you did as well, Jenny.
1: I did. I was offered a free cup of mulled wine, there which I was got... very excited about. I took one sip and whew, it was a bit too much for me, a bit too strong. And I tried
0: to give it away and got no takers. So you enjoyed your time at the Edwin Stowe Christmas like John?
1: <laughs> I did, yeah. It was really good, really good.
0: Uh, I, I would love to say the same about Allerton, but unfortunately t- didn't make it. Sorry, Ollerton. No. Uh, I can only apologise for that one happening. Uh, but one of the things that turned up to the Edwinstow one was the world famous reindeer. You know the reindeer that started this song by the Ronettes, Sleigh Rides? Oh yeah, yeah. It makes it makes its little appearance. You hear that reindeer? I hear it's a very strange sounding reindeer. It is. <laughs> but, uh, that, that, that was the reindeer that, that also turned up to Edmund Stowe as well. I must say, I was totally starstruck by it. Uh, something else that was also there uh, was a brass band. Yeah. And uh, they were playing all the Sally Army classics, mm. uh, which just gave me flashbacks to being in the school orchestra and playing trombone. Which uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should be realist because it's very inside baseball what I'm about to tell I've you. I can't imagine
1: you playing trombone.
0: <laughs> I, I used to play trombone at school, but we have computer systems here, Delester, and they play all the music and the jingles and the sound effects and all the, all the bits of audio you hear that aren't me and Jenny gassing at you, mm. right? Okay, or gassing with you. Um, if the computer fails, you've got to have a backup plan, haven't you? You have, yeah. The backup plan we've got here is there is a trombone in the corner of the room, mm. and I have to start playing it if everything goes wrong. Can you remember how to play it though? I can just about do the bit on George and Jungle War. It goes, Boo! Watch out for that tree. <laughs> I, can, I can do that bit. The rest of it I've forgotten. So it'll just be that bit over and over until till the computer boots oh, up. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it, it could be a very long five minutes if that happens, dear listener. Uh, but it wasn't the only music on the street. It was a, bra- a Steel brand as well. There was a choir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in church and when you were in a choir at school, because, mm. well, You didn't have to be in a choir at school, you know, in assembly and things like that, when he made you sing.
1: Yeah, but I used to like to be in the choir at school, and do you know why? All right. Because you got to sit down on a chair in assembly. Everybody else had to sit on the floor, on the hard, cold floor. If you was in the school choir, you got a chair
0: to sit on. So that's the only reason you joined the school choir, was to get a better chair. (laughs) But when you were in the choir, Mm. did you always sing the correct words? I'm talking like f- when you're singing hymns, you might end up singing while shepherds washed their socks by night and hung them on the line.
1: Do you mean singing them wrong on purpose? Or yes. because you don't know what they are and you're just making your own up?
0: I'm talking about on purpose. On purpose.
1: I don't remember ever doing it on purpose. Sometimes you just remember getting bored and then just mouthing it without, rather than singing it, so it looked like I was taking part. Oh, do you know what I mean? So, so you just move your mouth so it looks like you're singing, but you're not really.
0: I've done that in churches before when I have no <laughs> idea what the melody yeah, is to yeah. something that you got to sing along to. I don't, go, I don't go to churches every day of the week. I don't even go once a week. But, you know, when you're going to special events and you turn up and everyone else knows it and you're certainly going, I have no idea. It's a bit like if you ever see classical music, mm. you never know the right moment to start clapping or whether it's just a quiet moment in the song. You have to rely on somebody else giving you hints.
1: hint. I- have problems even if you've got the words in front of you what Mm. the tune is you know if it's a hymn that you've never heard before you don't know what the tune is so it's just as bad as singing the wrong words because you're singing (laughs) it so out of tune because you haven't got a clue what the tune is so
0: talking about alternative lyrics do you know any alternative lyrics to jingle bells the, the the fantastic christmas song that is
1: well i only know the jingle bells batman smells robin ran away Everybody knows that
0: one. Yeah, so it? you do, you do something like this: jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin, Big Band Away, Uncle Billy lost some part of his anatomy on the M6 motorway. I had to keep it sort of clear. <laughs> you, you can probably guess what part of your anatomy it is. It, it rings with Billy. I'm not going to say it can out loud. Say it, don't. You, you can work it. Out. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and it was always a different motorway depending what part of the country you live in. So I kind of give away that I. The M6 motorway kind of gave away that I learned that song when I was in Manchester. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you learned it in Scotland, it'd be like the M8 motorway. If you learned it around here, it'd be the M1 motorway, wouldn't it? Mm, would There is an alternative version in Scotland as well. Mm. And I'll I'll sing it to you as well. It's Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Flew Away. Mr. Blobby did a jobby in the middle of the motorway. Hey! (laughs) And if you don't know what the word jobby means, uh, I'm sure you can look up on the internet. It is a Scottish phrase that is a little bit rude, but it's sort of like school kid level rude. Yeah. And it, it, when when you figure out what that word means, you will have this image of Mr. Blobby doing something in the middle of the motorway that you never get out of your head, but you will just sit there giggling for a couple of hours. If you're anything like me, you're into the toilet humour. I'm getting looks from across you're the. Oh, no. You're giggling away already. You've you've got that image in your head. I've got you, that image in my head. Yeah. Because you've just you've just googled what the word is, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. I'm not saying it on air. I just want to go back on you know, when we just touched on the subject of singing in a choir. Mm. Ellie, Ellie Merritt has just messaged me to say. She joined the school choir. I thought I was good just joining so I could have a seat in assembly. Mm. Ellie joined it just so she could get out of lessons. I like it.
0: I know people that used to do that with driving lessons because that was the one thing that the rector, this this shows how old-fashioned the school I went to was, was the only thing the rector would allow you to get out of classes for would be driving lessons because it was like you're learning a skill that would be actually useful in the real world. A a rector? A rector. Which is a fancy way of saying head teacher. Oh, wow. And Jenny mentioned the words big light, mm. which sounds like something you smoke, through, but do you want to explain yourself, Jenny?
1: So do you know, when I say to you, big light, put big light on, do you know what I'm
0: talking about? I'm thinking big city life, but no, I, I, I'm I assuming you're talking about the big light in the living room.
1: The big light in the... Yeah, so basically, when you mention something like put big light on, a lot of people, apparently a survey's been done about this, more if you believe Uh-oh. it or not, they have done a survey and it says that a lot of people never use their big light as it's too bright. So
0: why do you even have it on your well, ceiling in the first place? This then? is,
1: exactly. And I actually had a bit of a conversation with a couple of friends on on the faces and somebody came back to me and says, you must be posh if you've got a big light because sometimes we didn't have a, a light on, a big light on at all. If a ball went out in another room, their mum would replace it with the bulb out of the big light. And I was sitting there thinking, what you got? Some like 2,000 watt bulb or something?
0: Yeah, well that was it. It, it, The the big light was always something that was way too bright as well.
1: Yeah, put big light on.
0: So, So everyone, unless you live on your own as a man, mm. and you've literally just got bald light bulbs and nothing else up there, um, you'll have some sort of lamp sitting around it. That's what you'll generally use day to day. And then there'll be this bulb that's attached to some fancy light fitting in the ceiling. And <laughs> when you get to stage of your life where you've passed on from single man into you know, married and all that, um, you learn that you, know, the, the, you you have this ornate thing that hangs from the ceiling and you could put a massive 500 watt bulb in it or whatever and it will never go on. It won't. It will, it will just sit there as a museum piece. It's and just
1: the way it's caught, isn't it? You know, put big light on. You're like, whoa, whoa, I'm expecting some kind of massive, you know, like I say, a 2,000-watt bulb to come on or something. I mean, what have you got?
0: There is one exception to this, right? Mm. So there's one exception to this rule. And it's when you lose something really, really small. Uh, yeah. In... What used to be a hardwood floor and is now a shag pile rug or something like that. Then
1: you put big light on.
0: Because, I'll be honest, I was the sort of guy, right, who used to think that... Computer servers were perfectly good coffee tables. <laughs> you, you stack them up ornately; they'll, you know, you could you could argue it's an art piece. It's unique. It's different, and that, that's what I tried to do. It didn't work. Yeah, that weren't happening. It, it didn't fly, especially when half of them were covered with dust and had all sorts of uh, smoke that had billowed out of them and all sorts of things going on. Yeah, but there will be a point where you get rid of that, and then you put the there will be a rug appears in your room. <laughs> it could be a hardwood floor for decades and a rug will appear in the middle of the room. And at that point, you're, you're, um, you, you, you you then have the problem of if you drop, so- drop something really small into that rug... Mm you're stuck trying to find it. And the only way to find it is to put the big lights on. And when you do it, you'll be blinded in the process. It'd be like staring into, you know, like modern car headlights are. It's too bright. The problem that modern car headlights have now, with the fancy neon ones and the high-tech LED ones, mm. is if you caught, catch them at anything but the perfect angle, you're getting free laser eye surgery. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is no other way I can put it. You, you know, you just I, I I've... We live in the Edwin store, right? Okay, and sometimes wander down to you know the roundabout Orton or whatever because got to pick something up, and if it's a little bit dark everyone will have their lights on, which is what you're supposed to do when you're driving a car so you don't bump into each other. Mm. But the problem is, these fancy LED headlights, especially the ones which have got automatic control, don't detect pedestrians. No, they don't. So I get not only the same thing you get when you're normally driving a car and somebody's got the LED lights and you get the occasional flash, I get the full bore edition where I'm getting not just laser acid, I'm also getting a a new suntan as well. (laughs) <laughs> it really is that strong, it really is that bad. You're coming out the end of it looking like you've you you know, you've been a, a, a turkey at a rotisserie or something like that.
1: You need to take your Factor 50 with you next time you go for
0: a walk. A moment ago, dear listener, we were talking about the big light. The
1: big light. That lives
0: in your living room that you never switch on. Well... Somebody has done a little bit of research mm. and been in touch with us and told us that the limit isn't at 100 watt or 200 watt bulb, right? Mm. It's 2,000 watts <laughs> you can have on your big lights.
1: Is that our man on the ground? It
0: is our man, though, It's Harmeet. Yeah, what else was he saying?
1: Well, I've just had another little message saying, make sure you don't turn into a Dalit whilst you're doing your Yule log test. What what does he mean? Tell What do you mean?
0: Because when we send Jenny to the Kitchen, dear listener, Mm. which is what we're about to do, because we're going to do some serious consumer advice Mm. now. uh, we promised some serious consumer advice, so that's what we're going to do now. And a lot of other places, like you see, we'll be looking at mince pies, we'll be looking at even Christmas puddings, about which is the best one to have on your table when Mm. it comes to the Christmas dinner. We instead are having a look at Eel Log, mainly because not many other people are. We thought we'd do something a little bit different. And we've had a few so far. We've had Bailey's, we've had Sainsbury's, we've had Waitrose, and we've had Tesco Finest, mm. which is at the top of the pile. And normally, at this point, we would send Jenny to the kitchen. But unfortunately, as much as it keeps this radio show that we're in at the moment very clean, mm. I've been told it's very misogynistic to keep sending you to the kitchen. <laughs> Even though you want to go and you get the best bit, which is where you are tasting the Yule Logs. Yes. Uh, I I was told it's not a very good look nowadays. So we are keeping Jenny within the the confines of the studio. Damn where I am. And you have a Yule Log in front of us. Tell us a little bit, Jenny.
1: Yes, so this week is Mm. Asda Extra Special
0: Luxury Yule Log. Extra Special Luxury. Mm. Special's not a word I would associate with luxury, but we'll continue with that one.
1: Well, I don't know if the Extra Special or the Luxury comes in because it's got like a golden... Dusting on top, and it's got gold leaves on top as well. Oh, so it looks proper fancy. It looks proper fancy, and when you open the box, it mm-hmm. smells quite chocolatey. So it's got a nice welcoming smell.
0: Okay, so the look is good. The look We're is off good. good Starts. Mm. What is the taste like? So
1: I've cut it. And the chocolate has kind of come away from the yule log. And as you know from past tastings, that's a bit of a no-no. I like the chocolate to remain on so you get a bit of the sponge and the chocolate. So the chocolate's come away. So I'm just going to try. Well, I've tried the chocolate on its own to begin with. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit.
0: You're not It's all right,
1: but it's a bit dry. The sponge, again, it looks dry. And I'm going to taste that.
0: Uh Uh-oh. And,
1: by golly, it
0: is dry. So you're not a fan of this one either? No, what's going
1: wrong? Oh dear, sorry.
0: You're you're that (laughs) angry, you're you're tearing the place up. So last week, you were that angry you turned into a Dalek on the phone, because the the phone line went a bit ropey. Ah. This time, you're so angry, you're throwing all the cutlery away. It's gone, my knife's gone. So on, on your list so far, where does this one enter?
1: Well, I know Bailey's was last, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. that's because it was dry and purely because it was quite expensive. Sainsbury's, I am gonna give it. Can we have two that level peg or not?
0: You've got to make a decision. Because You've got to rank them. we have got
1: to rank them. So, do you know what? I'm gonna say. I'm still gonna say bottom is Bailey's. Then it's Sainsbury's, and then I'm gonna put this one the after third that in, in place. third. Yeah, because again, it was quite an expensive one. Mm. It looks nice, don't get me wrong, it does look nice, but it tastes very dry, and thats to say, the chocolate came away, so it's still not quite got what Tesco's finest has.
0: Well, have you heard of here, folks? Top of the list is still Tesco's finest for you, Log, to put on your Christmas table for 2023. After many years on this planet, I've come to a conclusion. hmm any thoughts on what that conclusion could be?
1: Um, you've never made me a cup of tea.
0: I have made you cups of tea before. That, that Not is, properly, though. That is a lie.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I, I. What do you mean by proper?
1: Well, you even make it well strong that I could stand the teaspoon up in it. No proper.
0: Which or, is how high I enjoy tea, and how everyone should or, enjoy tea. Or, or, or a little bit weak. Well, mm-hmm. you tell me it's too strong, so I make it weaker. And then you tell me it's too weak, so I make it stronger. <laughs> we'll never find the right balance. It's no. as simple as that. You need to give me a colour chart or something.
1: That, that's a good idea.
0: Give me a Pantone for mm. what colour you want. Yeah. It. <laughs> uh, but no, it has nothing to do with that. I have come up to the conclusion that life needs a soundtrack. Oh, OK. You know, like when you bump into your neighbours in the morning, you're heading out the door. Just a, a, a jolly little tune playing at that point.
1: <laughs> I've got the Benny Hill theme tune in my head I don't know why
0: Are, are you insinuating things about your neighbours? No, <laughs> no what Not at all Not at all, no <laughs> uh, Or, you know, it's just When you need to cough or sneeze or something like that Just a, a little tune that plays over the top yeah, what would Just you Have
1: you got these tunes in your head?
0: Or? I, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know what I do with coughing or sneezing mm. or, you know, uh, trumpeting away in the corner of the bus station. <laughs> it, it'd probably have to be something brassy if it's that, you know, it's got to cover that sound. Mm. We've got to come up with songs with a lot of brass. You know, like Johnny Hates Jazz or oh, something yeah, like yeah. that, where there's a lot of trumpets in it. They'd mm. <laughs> go for something like that. Um, or I guess if you're in the bus station and you're coughing and sneezing and whatnot, you've got to go for bus themed songs, haven't you?
1: Yeah,
0: what, The Wheels on the Bus? <laughs> the Wheels on the Bus. <laughs> the, the only one I could come up with after hours of thinking this through, the listener, National Express. That was the only bus-related song I could think uh, of yeah. off the top of my head.
1: Divine Comedy. The Divine That's Comedy. It. I was, was trying one. to think who had, yeah, yeah. But
0: if you're hearing just one song on loop, it would do you nothing. Oh, it would, yeah. So we'd have to come up with a few more bus-related songs before this became a thing, where it's covering noises in the bus station that you don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah. And there's one other place that I think we need music to cover over what happens, right? Mm-hmm. You're probably already going there if, you're, if your mind's in the gutter, dear listener. Is your mind in the gutter, Jenny? No. Your mind is not in the gutter. Where do you think we need a soundtrack to cover the noise of what we do?
1: Oh, when you're in the toilet? Yeah, restrooms. Yes.
0: Um, you know, we need music that matches what's going on in there, but covers over at the same time. The Dambusters? busters. The Dam Busters march is fantastic. Mm. But I think there's only so many times you can hear it emanating from the Four Seasons Shopping Centre <laughs> yeah. lose before it becomes annoying. But, yeah. you know, with, with sufficient practice, I think you definitely have the timing down. In Sigma's song, Nobody to Love, there's that bit where it goes, uh-huh, honey. Yeah. And it has been gnawing away at me so much, mm. going, where do I recognise that from? Why why does that ring a bell? Oh, So I've asked the internet, because it is the all-knowing oracle. Mm. If you ever have a question... Oh, that was me. Well, you either ask the internet or you stick a post on Facebook that you know is wrong. Yeah. But somebody will go, no, that's not right. And they'll correct you and you yeah, get the yeah, actual yeah. answer. Yeah. Um, but apparently, Aha uh-huh, Honey is a sample of... Sweet Nothings by Brenda Lee. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Which tells me I need to get out more because I recognise that. That's worrying. (laughs) (laughs) And on a slightly different topic, we mentioned that Australia was going to be a question and a thing we touched on. Mm. But it's nothing to do with the television show that's on at the moment. I'm a celeb to get me out of here. I thought
1: that's what you were going to say it was going to be part of.
0: No, I'm not going to give Nigel Farage the airtime he's desperately gnawing away at what he's after. I'm not going to give him that. And to be honest, there's this whole thing about boycott I'm a Celebrity at the moment, right? Because Nigel Farage is on it. I have been boycotting I'm a Celebrity for over 20 years now. So I've been ahead of the curve. I'm properly ahead of the curve here, which for the first (laughs) time in my life I'm feeling very good about. (laughs) It is, yeah. (laughs) Although admittedly it was less of a boycott and more I I didn't enjoy the programme the first time I watched it and just never watched it again.
1: (laughs) Is he getting all the tasks then? Because I don't watch it either, but I'm assuming does he keep getting voted to do all the tasks?
0: Apparently there are certain tasks that he's not eligible for for various health-related reasons. You
1: see, I did hear that. Well, that's pointless in being there, isn't it?
0: Yes, considering some people that are, uh, um, you'd assume they're much less healthy, have been on and done mm. some of the more. But I'm not an expert. We are going to talk about Australia, nothing to do with I'm a so We need to get that out of your mind at the moment, dear listener, yeah. and move on to what you know about wallabies. What do you know about wallabies?
1: Jenny? I don't know. I know absolutely nothing about wallabies.
0: Have you heard of wallabies?
1: I have heard of wallabies, yeah.
0: And what, what, what conjures up in your mind when you think about it? Kangaroos. Yeah, like tiny kangaroos. Yes. They're they, they are Australian and they're miniature kangaroos. Yeah. Where do you think you'd find them?
1: In Australia.
0: In Australia. In Australia.
1: <laughs> this is not a trick question. Come on, Age, if you're listening, I need your help.
0: <laughs> they exist in Australia. That, that, that's not a, tr- a trick question. But in the 10 years between 2008 and 2018, because mm. I don't have more up-to-date information on this, but in those years, they were spotted almost 100 times... Here in the UK.
1: No, really.
0: There, there are wild wallabies wandering around the UK.
1: Oh wow! Can you imagine if you saw somebody born with as a pet walking down the street on a lead? I.
0: I don't think they'd be doing that. I think they are sort <laughs> of wild. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like different wallabies or it's just like one of them doing a grand tour of the UK because it's like, well, it took me so long to come over
1: yeah, here. Yeah,
0: on holiday. I, I might as well make a proper yeah. holiday of it and do a proper tour yeah. of it. Brought the um,
1: family along.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see them taking selfies at Land's Edge yeah. and John O'Groats yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Um, the nearest sighting to hear, where do you think it is? Bud Bay. No, it happened in 2016. It's not in Sherwood, unless Sherwood gets a lot bigger. Leicester? It's not in Leicester. You're going in the wrong direction. Am I? You should be going north. Oh, a little bit too far north.
1: Oh, Sheffield.
0: The nearest sighting in 2016 Mm. was in Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe? It's beat tiny. So this Wallaby group... That have come into the UK and they're wandering around and they're on the grand tour. So the actual wallabies are—they're wild. They're not somebody's pet or anything like that. They're just wandering around the UK. They've been to Scumfort before. Tiny Tempa has. Yeah. Because he says he's never been to scunthorpe. That's mm-hmm. it.
1: You see, that's what I was trying to get into my head. I'm thinking there's a song about that somewhere.
0: <laughs> there's a song about scunthorpe. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure there's many a folk song about scunthorpe as <laughs> yeah. well, but we, we don't touch on know. Although it could be worse. Imagine if rather than the cute little wallabies, mm. we got those deadly, deadly spiders. No that chance.
1: Made. No, you can keep them. Do they call them the dinner plate spider or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I must say, I do love to hear from you, dear listener, especially when you have more knowledge than we do. Because mm. the only song I could think of to do with scunthorpe was Never Been to Scunthorpe Tiny Temper. Yeah. But another one has been mentioned. Who's been in touch?
1: Well, um, our friend Stephen Hall's been in touch with us about it. And he's basically said that, let me find it, let me find it wasn't making plans for Nigel about Scunthorpe as well Now I've had a little bit of a listen and I'm like does he mention Scunthorpe in the song? I couldn't see it, hear nope. it and he it doesn't but um, it, the video shows the British Steelworks which is Scunthorpe
0: Ah mm. yeah and it, it, it does have a relationship to working in that area as well Yeah, so it, it doesn't mention it by name but it is does have the connection, connection to Scunthorpe there's a name I haven't heard in a very, very long time, British Steel. Oh, you could say Nigel. <laughs> Nigel. Yeah, a few people <laughs> in the world still call Nigel. And there's a song I haven't heard in a very long time as well, XTC, Making Plans for Nigel, which is connected to Scunforb, even mm. if it doesn't call it out by name. And that's how we ended up on that one. And I know we're supposed to have moments of self-reflection, dear So but we look at what we have done and what we're creating, and what we're doing, especially in this fine media business stuff that we're doing on a wee natter on Bull Radio this second. But when Jenny said, we're talking rubbish next, (laughs) that's what she said to me, and I'm I'm saying thinking, I can't say that out loud, but I assume you're not talking about actual rubbish, because that would be, you're saying we're talking rubbish, because that that would be a sad thing to hear and think about, wouldn't it? No,
1: I'm not saying that we're talking rubbish. Um, I'm I'm saying I want to talk about rubbish.
0: You want to talk
1: about rubbish? I do, yes. All right, Because I don't know when it is around your area, but Mm -hmm. it's coming up to bin day for us, isn't it? Bin day! Bin day. Now, there's always somebody on the street that is first to put the bin out. And it's normally somebody, somebody elderly, puts the bin out first, gets prepared, always get the correct bin. So you look out your window, look out your door, you think, oh, it's green bin day tomorrow, I'll stick my green bin out. This person is on holiday it's absolutely carnage on our street at the minute somebody's put the blue bin out somebody's put the gray bin out and now today somebody put a brown bin out i don't know what bin to put out but i might have to put all bins out now because i ain't got a clue nobody's got a clue because this this person's gone away we don't know what bin to put out so the whole lot every every color bin that you've got and believe me we've got a few colors they're all out. It's absolute carnage.
0: Which is great, until the council complain that you've put bins out when you shouldn't, and you get a little fine through the post for having the wrong bins out. Because I think you can get into trouble for that, can't you? Have yeah, the...
1: yeah. leave them on the pavement,
0: something like that. If you leave the bins out too long, yeah, or you put long. the wrong ones out, you yeah, yeah. get into... The funny thing is, there is this thing called the internet nowadays, dear listener. I, I don't know if you've come across <laughs> it before, right? But it is something that you can go on, and you can find out when your bin days are. But even in this modern world where we've got the internet, and you occasionally get people asking on Facebook what bin days are, we don't do that. We do exactly as you've said, Jerry. We wait for the first person yeah. to put them out.
1: You look out the window, out the door, and you think ah, it's blue
0: bin day tomorrow. And what that makes me think, and what me, you know, I, I get ideas conjuring in my mind, is to become that person that is the trusted person, right? Mm. Where well, you are the person that's always putting the bin first out on bin day, right? Yes. So you get into that but you get, get to the point where everyone is starting to trust you. It's going to take uh, years.
1: I'll, I'll put the wrong bin out just for a laugh.
0: No, no, no. You, you don't do that. You, you have to get to the point of being trusted. You've got to do this for years and years and years. Because if you screw up very early, people don't trust they don't you. trust you, no, no. You need to get to the point where everyone's trusting you, and it will take a very long time. Mm. So this is a very slow burn. So you do that, <laughs> yeah, and then you explicitly put the wrong bin out. There'll be some people that question it because they'll have learned what the routine is and know what the pattern is and be going, hang on a minute, that one's not right. (gasps) But there will be a whole bunch of other people that will follow what you see and what you do. And unfortunately, that's about it. Mm. We are going to have to bring proceedings to an end. But if you enjoy a wee natter, Mm -hmm. there are a couple of ways to get it. You can enjoy it live on Bow Radio, Sundays, 7 o'clock. It just happens to emanate directly into your ear holes if you tune into Bow Radio. That's one way of doing it. Or you can get it on demand on YouTube. You can get it on podcast. Search for a wee natter on the various platforms. You will find it there. Mm. But if you're going to do it that way, remember to hit a little button called Subscribe. You're looking at me funny.
1: What does that do, Mark, when they subscribe?
0: When you hit the subscribe button, mm. uh, the moment a new episode is released, yeah, yeah, it gets sent directly to your logos.
1: I, I thought it like ding that bell.
0: Oh, well, you've got you can ding the bell as ding well. The bell, and then if it, if we release it like three o'clock in the morning, you get a little ding at three o'clock in the morning, you get woken up, and you can enjoy <laughs> a wee at the moment.
1: Oh dear. If you're
0: that level of addicted to it, you can do it. It, it is an option. I don't advise it. But if you prefer more boring Radio instead, then do check out Malcolm Monday, Glenn on Tuesday, Mr Wardle on Wednesday, Rob Rose on Thursday, and Darren Eibel on Friday. There is somebody new starting next Saturday as well. Oh. I'd love to tell you who they are, but they are not on my little sheet of paper. Oh, no. So there's only one way to find out, and that is to tune in next Saturday all day and re- enjoy whatever happens to Emily out of your speakers.